Life is messy, our minds are messy, success is blinking messy. Join me, Charlotte Hopkins, on the Gloriously Messy Me podcast, where I'm opening up hearts, minds, and souls to navigate life's unique messiness. Exploring identity, culture, belonging, and success, I, along with some phenomenal special guests, will be sharing my own experiences, as well as impactful theories and top tips on how I help people unleash their incredible potential to take courageous action and build a life that they love. Okay, let's get on to today's episode. Hello, 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 and a huge welcome back. So this is my last guest in the current series of Who Helped Me Unmess My Mess. And again, I'm so excited about Paul being here with me um, because he has been the next kind of tripping point, I think is the word to say, into the next phase of what is already being seen as significant growth in my business. So huge welcome, Paul, and thank you for coming and joining me. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do first? So, yeah, so I'm basically that tech guy behind the scenes, um, the organized, logical piece of the puzzle, let's say. Um, And the way that I kind of sum up what I do nowadays is I help people turn their ideas into reality. So it's not so much about like the tech itself like I'm not attached to any one piece of tech or um, whether it's really fancy automation or actually just helping someone get their idea off the ground so it's um, a recent thing that I've been like that's what it is ideas into reality Um, yeah I think you I also think you are the calm in my chaos yes so um, the one of my clients calls me their cozy jumper that it's oh. like, like, yeah, you feel, and what, one of them also calls me their squirrel cage, where it's like, they've got chaos going on, but I put a enough of a cage so that there's some structure, but yeah. there's not too much so that it's like constricted. Yeah, um, totally. I can absolutely see that. And I think from my journey, I wouldn't be where we were, certainly from a podcast perspective, but that ripple effect that you've had across my business as well. Mm-hmm. So let me explain that a little bit more. So I am a self-confessed control freak and anybody that's worked with me knows that I am not a micromanager, but I do like to make sure I'm knowing what's going on. And I'm actually very good and not micromanaging, I think, but I have to know that progress is happening. I have to know that there's some kind of logic But that means that sometimes, well, all the time, if I'm being entirely honest, but most of the time I take on too much and I try and do everything myself. So when I first had this brainwave of a podcast and I was quite clear, I think, Paul, that I knew what the title was going to be and I knew what I wanted to to be talking about. It was, you know, essentially the Charlotte show. Um, And there was lots of kind of understanding about it and I was like I'm just going to do it myself I'm going to learn how to do the tech I'm going to learn how to edit the podcast I'm going to learn how to do it and the podcast sat dormant for at least 12 to 18 months because guess what I didn't do it and I'd been stalking Paul nicely for a little (laughs) while and we'd had a couple of conversations haven't we yeah we had yeah yeah. And I just knew really that when I finally understood that I needed to outsource, that I had to at least have a conversation with Paul. And I think, 
you just I feel like you're the yin to the yang in in the team that is gloriously messy me yeah yeah it is often a lot of my clients are more on the like the the messy side but I I see it as the creative ideas side it's like like you can sit with them as as I know from watching the, the kind of podcast and helping behind the scenes but you the people you work with you will you can just people spend time with you and it's like ideas ideas it's like how yeah. where do these like like for someone like me it's like where do these ideas come from like type thing but that's where it's I think the thing that I've seen is that you people can have the ideas but then if they don't then follow through if they haven't got a structure if they haven't got someone to support them um and for me it's often that it's like well it's that whole zone of genius or zone of joy type yeah, thing it's like what do you just enjoy doing that's the key thing and it's it's I think I'm I'm very similar in terms of kind of control freak I tried to I used to build loads of websites and I was like oh well, maybe I'll start an agency and I just I couldn't do it I couldn't really relinquish the control yeah. enough so it was like okay no but it's um yeah it's that thing of finding those pieces of the puzzle that you need and to start with most people are just doing everything themselves and it's like needs to an end like needs must type thing yeah. Um, but there comes a time where your your growth or your enjoyment of your business starts to be limited or restricted or reduced yeah. because of that trying to do it all yourself. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I can always see throughout my career that I've always struggled to pass over certain yeah. things, and. You know, I've talked lots about this idea of being a recovering perfectionist, but it rears its ugly head quite often. Mm. Um, but there was just something, I think, with the podcast that I knew. And you've you've worked with me. So we launched in April. Mm. And even in that short few months, you've worked and seen, you know, I juggle lots. There's lots going on. And mm. there wouldn't have been the time to have been consistent and I think that's the bit for me that you've really helped with is that consistency. But mm. I've had to, I've had to really learn how to trust. And I think I used to be able to do that, but it t- it took a long time in a team that I'd mm. been working alongside. It has just been me and and Mr. H who've been you know holding the fort for the last three and a half years. And and Kimby's just in, well, turned six in February, so we're six and a half years nearly, and. It has just been us, but mm-hmm. since we started working together and that kind of relinquishing control, because I absolutely, you know, was the, the right thing to have done, we've seen significant growth. So mm-hmm. sometimes we think that we're doing what's the right thing, but it really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you, th- I just, because it's interesting because I, I didn't feel the, any like, pressure of like the trust or that like that for me wasn't an issue so you kind of kept that to yourself very well sort of thing <laughs> very good. um but it's like what's the do you think it was just the fact that you were doing everything yourself that it was just like this is how we do it and then it's like a jump out of the comfort zone or was it something else that would kind of made that leap more challenging I think it's a bit of everything I think because there's that I have a clear vision mm-hmm. and I that vision I find sometimes really hard to to verbalize. So yeah. there's almost this expectation of somebody not being able to meet that vision. So that's definitely the control part of me. 
There's also that aspect of do I invest in somebody and they they don't do what they're going to do, which is why Mm -hmm. I kind of stalked you for about 18 months. There was this, so I knew practically that when I worked with you, you had the skill set that I didn't have. So there was that aspect that I, I was felt much more comfortable with. I think the other thing for me was that helped me find that trust was I feel we've got quite a similar value set. Yeah. So it wasn't going to be something that I had to fight you on. And I think having worked with you for the last four, well, four or five months, I think now, I've really seen that in action. Mm. And I know that if you're going to do something, you do it. You're yeah. a great communicator. So if you can't do something or something's been delayed, you let me know. So mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of lean into that need for control. But I also think you're quite good at saying, yeah, I'm not really sure why we're doing that. <laughs> so if I come up with a, another, yet yeah, another idea or yeah. a pivot or a change, then you're, you're, you've been really good in saying, okay, but why, why are we doing that? And I need that kind of yeah. grounding. That's but the not, cage. Yeah. Yeah. That is, <laughs> it, it's kind of keeping, it's, I call it nudgery, but it kind of just nudge me back yeah. on track, like nudge me back to, to where we were. And even when I've said, no, the visions change slightly because that's what mm. happens. You, you kind of allow that flow to happen and work mm. along that unless it feels like it's a complete curveball. So there was yeah. lots of things that prior to working with you had shown I could trust you, mm-hmm. but actually that tentative kind of stepping over with yeah. one another as we launched the 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 podcast as well that also then just reaffirms that I can trust you yeah and I think that's where it's the for me the way that I work with clients and that clients get benefit from me is that I get to know them really well and their vision really well so that then because we all shoot ourselves in the foot at times we all either have shiny object syndrome or like self-sabotage and like these various things. And it's sometimes it's just having that external person who's like, um, that's a cool idea, but you said, (laughs) and it's not in a, like, I'm, I'm all up for changing. Like I'm all up for pivoting, but it's one of those where sometimes I know my clients aren't necessarily always thinking clearly or thinking for their best self sort of thing so it's it's yeah. like it's like having those conversations and I think that's where for me it's not that that whole turning ideas into reality it's not about making six figures seven figures it's about helping people like like the podcast for you it's like it's awesome to be part of something that gets created that someone's always wanted to do yeah. Um, whether that's a podcast or a course or a book or whatever it is but it's like I want to get to know that person of like why do you want to do this is there something yeah. actually like so many times I work when I start working with clients now it's like I want to do this and then we end up having a conversation it's like no oh, I think I've changed my mind Paul. <laughs> it's like and it's like cool okay like and that's great yeah. because it's it's often I think there's such a trap nowadays and I've did this for so many years which is why I can I suppose see it is that we fall into what we think we should be doing or what other people are doing comparing and things like that and it's one of those where if you can start to get into just what do you what would be really cool 
Or what idea do you have that if in 20 years you didn't try yeah. to create, whether you create it or not, or what happens, like you'd be like, oh, I really wish I'd duh, duh, duh. Yeah. Um, and and I that think fear that's... of regret is something yeah. that I, it drives me for a mm. lot of things. And I can honestly say I don't regret anything. And mm. I think that's a really important part. And a lot of the people that I work with who have just the most incredible experience and expertise and some just don't see it and I want to shake yeah. them. But those that do, who then sit on it and think, yeah, but I hate my job. I hate where I am. I, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years, some of which have been like in the same space for 20 mm. odd years, 20 plus years. And they, that's great if you're happy. Yeah. But I know that already that, that kind of niggly feeling of, of regret is mm. happening. And if it's not, if that seed isn't, kind of at least looked at that's when things like bitterness kick in yeah and so I mean that that's like the podcast with you and I suppose it's like is there anything I suppose it'd be interesting for people to hear like anything that you can share that helped you like not fall into that of creating the regret of like not doing it or like what was the like I've just got to do this I've got to pull the trigger on investing in getting help or like getting over being on camera or like yeah those sorts of things I think it the big thing for me is that I stopped stopping myself yeah. and we will always find a reason to not do something mm-hmm. always our our kind of main our mind chimp will always find something to you know, I sat for a long time like, oh, well, I've got a snaggly turf or or the wallpaper in my office is like not. We had some chats about the wallpaper, didn't we? Yeah, we've done plenty <laughs> of chats about the wallpaper, you know, or my hair doesn't quite look like it should. And it was all of these things that I kept going once I've lost weight, once I've done this, once I've done that, once yeah. I've just, once I've planned more. And there was all of these things that kept getting in the way. Mm. And I just remember thinking, you've got so much to say and there was just lots of people who were asking me that a lot of the same questions and were telling me you know I I love your story and I don't know how you do it and all of these things I just thought nobody cares if I've got a snaggly tooth like nobody cares if I've got wrinkles and I've got frown lines or you know if my nails aren't painted or if the wallpaper's dodgy people just don't care those people that want to listen will will listen and it was those that that moment of you you just want to do it just do it and yeah. the investing was probably harder to to do and i would have i would have launched a podcast much quicker it was the the time that i then didn't have and i think yeah. since we've launched the podcast i mean i've literally had so many more inquiries we've won we the, the launch week the, the week we launched we'd won I think it was what eight clients in eight weeks prior, prior to the launch week and you know that was completely unexpected we hadn't really thought we were going to to grow in the way that we had mm. if I hadn't have been outsourced and I hadn't been working with you the podcast would have been on the back burner yeah and I think that was the bit that for me this podcast is a it was all about the passion it was all about doing something for me and doing Mm. something for people who just wanted to hear from me not about oh how are we going to market it how are we going to make money from it how are we going to do this and typically 
that's how I've approached everything in business. So, you know, it's been really important to me that the Glorious Messy Me podcast was about sharing the fact that, you know, the success is in our mess. <laughs> there mm, is like brilliance, yeah. as the manifesto says, you know, the, the brilliance lies within all of us. We just have to allow ourselves to see it. And if that this podcast only helps, you know, one person do that, then mm. for me, that's what it was all about. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that the the I'm very much similar in terms of the things that I want to create. They're like they're heartfelt, they're soul-led. And it's like yeah. the things because again, my background, like I've struggled with anxiety, OCD, depression, very logical control, like yeah. properly trying to control the world, like five-year plan, 10-year plan, like five-year, one year, 90 day, what am I doing? Like, yeah, yeah. And it's like um exhausting yeah exhausting but it's very logical based in terms of but logical based on what you think you are trying to achieve yeah and it's like when you start to go with what feels right in terms of like I really want to create this like it's it's stuff that comes from a deeper place which is more meaningful to you and you have less on the outcome and what I've seen over the past few years working with the clients I've been working with is that when you when you start to do things from that place rather than like the mind based of like oh if I can just get more money or if I could just get this success like if I could just get this number of followers like then I'll be happy it's like when you are actually just doing the things that you're really moved to do that you know to do intuition following that intuition of like I really want to do this and yeah. it's not necessarily at the expense of your entire business like you've obviously still got Kim B going and things like that but it's like the you never quite know where following that intuition comes from and like the podcast it's like you could make up all kinds of things about what you need it to be to look like a success yeah but actually again going back to the ideas into reality the the success isn't turning it into reality the i the success and the joy and the excitement is getting the opportunity to do that yeah and then when you keep following that intuition amazing things seem to happen like yeah synchronicity like you said like um so many things have happened from the like podcast like like hiring me you wouldn't have gone oh well i'm hiring paul to help me with the podcast you wouldn't have gone, oh, it's going to help me like almost get like get over the thing of outsourcing for my entire business and yeah. like how that might affect the rest of your entire kind of yeah. work life. Like yeah. you just can't know that. But it's so it's like maybe that's what the podcast was for. Maybe that's what investing in me was for. So it's and I think it's one of those where when you go with that mind of, yeah, you could imagine where it might go, but be open um I haven't got them at the moment because I've just recently moved by I used to have a whole wall of post-it notes yes um, behind me and one of the post-it notes is let the universe wow you yeah and it's like rather than going like I think I know where this is going and I'm going to make it happen it's like amazing things happen yeah unexpected things when you follow that knowing that intuition yeah Um, and and I I'm such a big fan so that it's it's really funny so the more I don't concentrate on kin B, the bigger mm. it grows. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, I'm a big believer in, in your path will find you. And mm. I think we miss opportunities because we're so busy 
looking for opportunities and and since I've chilled the f out and you know I'm sure those closest to me will go have you (laughs) but since I've chilled out a lot more about it and that has only come with stability and consistency Mm -hmm. so you know it's not easy and I think that's the whole that pretense behind um you know the gloriously messy me we think things are really messy we think things are not working in our favor we think things that you know our minds are messy so our minds will Mm -hmm. take us in a completely different place to where our heart and our soul will be sometimes I am a huge fan of intuition and I think when we quieten down things come to us and it doesn't matter what you believe in it doesn't matter whether you believe in you know things will come to you in a dream whether you can you know think things through you make a a click a quick decision and it's very logical and then you move on I really don't think it matters what your kind of mindset and philosophy in life is the key point is that you're you're present so mm-hmm. whether you're making a decision here and now, that's it, you stick to it and go, oh, it was the wrong decision, but it was a decision nevertheless. Yeah. Or whether you're somebody that's like, okay, I now visualize myself meeting my future self on a beach, um, on a beach that I've only ever been to once, bizarrely enough, but for some reason I have to trust that that beach is the place to go. Yeah. But if I'm really stuck and I know that it's just my way of retapping into that intuition and when I'm on that beach, I see old version Charlotte saying, bloody well done. I'm really <laughs> proud of you, which I didn't see for a long time because I was so busy going, what's next, what's next, what's next? And as yeah. soon as I stepped back and saw Charlotte from three years ago saying, like, thumbs up, girl, like, I'm really proud of you. Not only does that consciously make a difference in my life because I celebrate the wins, mm. but also I think I've seen growth because... I'm just a little bit more chilled out about it. Yeah. And that is, to me, success. Mm. Yeah. Being able to live. And I'm not a live in the moment person. I'm still not. And I'm, you know, anybody listening who knows me, which there's lots of people who know me listen, will know that I'm not a chilled out person. <laughs> I'm not a kind of let's go with the flow in a lot of things. But mm. I'm so much more in tune now with my intuition, which growing mm. up, I always was. And I lost that for a little bit. And I lost myself in that. And I lost my purpose, I think. And mm. that's what I now realize is why Gloriously Messy Me is here, because yeah. I needed to go through those messy moments to realize that they're bloody glorious. And that's mm. what's led me to have the wisdom and insight that I have now as well. Yeah, and I think that's where it's like so much of the, so many people go have a similar experience, I have a similar, and it's like the conditioning of society, family, friends, and you kind of become the version that you think you should be. It's like, like, and you can then go out into the world. It's like for me, like, like my journey was that I went out freelancing starting in 2010 and it was like, it was the whole like make six figures and da, 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 and all these things of like should and you then just it's never enough yeah um you're always like oh there's another mountain there's yeah. another I'll like like I'll be happy when I think you said yeah. um and it's one of those where it was only when I like, I never I never got I understood the phrase enjoy the journey but I never did yeah because it was always that the goalpost had moved so therefore I couldn't enjoy it 
Um, yeah. It was like only when I achieve something, that's when I can enjoy it. But then the goalpost always moved. Whereas now it's so much more less, less about the outcomes and more about being able to enjoy the journey. Um, yeah. And that for me is the, the kind of, I wouldn't even necessarily say success, but it's like, that's, that's what I want. That's what yeah. I want to be able to, I, I never be able to like that, wake up, wake up out of bed and excited to start the day. I was like, I have things I could be excited about, yeah. but I don't actually feel it. And it's yeah. like, because you're doing things you think you should be rather yeah. than whatever the hell you want to be doing. Yeah. It's like that 5am club. Oh, please. I am never going to be a 5am club person. And, um, you know, so I've got my family members, my mum in particular, I love her to bits, but she's like, you work too hard. You do too much. You know, you work mm. too many hours. Like I love working. Yeah. I get joy from working, but I will never be a 5am get up, <laughs> you know, and start the day yeah. with all the, the ritual. I just will never be that person. And for a really long time, I thought to have success, you had to to be part of this 5am club. I think the mm -hmm. earliest I ever got to was six o'clock. I get up at quarter to seven. No, that's a lie. I set my alarm for quarter to seven. I get up at seven o'clock, sometimes a bit later. Mm -hmm. And I think it took me a really long time to grasp that. It's interesting. It wasn't that I didn't grasp that that's somebody else's idea of success. I got that. Mm -hmm. What I had to challenge myself was, you're not being authentically you when you yeah. try and be 5am club. Yeah. So when I look at, you know, other people doing 5am club or those who, you know, work into the night and, and you know, do 48 hours solid, mm. great. That's amazing for them. If that's what works for them, that yeah. doesn't work for me. And the real big wake up call was my, my daughter is just about to turn 21 and my son's just turned 16. And those years have gone so quickly. And because mm -hmm. I wasn't so present in those moments, I feel a loss that maybe I've missed out. And mm -hmm. I'm determined to move forward in my life and not miss out on that. And, and it sounds really cliche, actually, that you need to be present in the moment. But I, you know, everything you said about waking up in the morning thinking, I've got so much to be happy about, but oh, I've got a to-do list. I've got to get that to-do list done. That's not kind of what success works. And I think that, and, and having experienced, you know, just a small part of that journey that you've been on, yeah. I could see so much. And I'm, you know, much more of a contained person. I don't, you know, like you didn't know that, that there mm. was trust issues there. That's much more the way that I have always led my life. I'm mm. always kind of that kind of person. But I've absolutely experienced times of, you know, kind of this obsession and maybe not like OCD, but that anxiety of, it's, it's never enough and yeah. it's exhausting. And I just, you know, I just wanted to make sure that, that that's not my life moving forward. And I think yeah. those people who can get to that point mm. for me in my heart are really special people. Mm. So what's the future hold? What does like future Paul Bassey look like? Oh gosh. Um, I think very much more of the turning ideas of other people's and of my yeah. own into reality. Um, it's like you're talking about success. Like I've got one of my post-it notes um, by a coach, um, Karen DeMarco, um, it's success is a side effect of being at peace. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So for me, it's that like me being at peace and that looks like enjoying the journey, yeah. being 
as you say, true to myself, who I am, letting that that real version of Paul kind of shine through. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say what the future holds, but that's the direction I'm looking because it's that thing of no amount of external success, whatever your version of that is, like you're, you're basically just looking to be at peace. Yeah. Like in this moment. Yeah. That's what I searched for is contentment. And I said to my husband, I'm really content. He was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, that's a good word. Like, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> just feel really content with my lot. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, there's more goals to come. But yeah, I'm, I'm very it's, But it's also one of those where you can be content, but also striving. But yeah, totally. when you come from it, like at both of those, the striving isn't like a I'll be happy when it's like, oh, no, I'm good. But let's just, it's that thing of, let's play the game. Let's yes. see how exciting the game could be. Let's see yeah. what it could, like when I was younger, we always played the game of life. And it's like, okay, well, let's actually play the game of life and yeah. see what could happen. See how, not how good it could get, but what could happen. Like, yeah. And it's that thing of, um, that's, I suppose, the direction I'm looking rather than specifically I could list off a load of specific things that I maybe want to do or thinking about but it's yeah. more that general like I want I do wake up now excited for the day yeah. of what do I get to do yeah. I've just been I've just been playing around with some different ideas about what I want to be doing and I've I basically kind of have listed some general things I want to be doing it like in terms of ideas into reality but the title is called the playground nice. and it's like yeah it's that thing of imagine like I'm so grateful that I get to do what I do because it's like I get to basically choose how I spend my days what I'm doing yeah and it's like like when people say like what where would you like to be in five years I was like I'd like to be where I am now but just continuing to do like because I know that it will then evolve in five years yeah but it's like if I'm still being able to do what I want when I want choose what projects I'm working on who I'm working with like and being at peace not all of the time because I don't think we all are but it's like more and more of the time yeah that's that for me is like I suppose that whole like a life well lived sort of thing and that's the ripple effect isn't it and I think you know I'm a big fan of the ripple effect and and like if you were to look at that impact so I know that from the Glossy Messy Me podcast, I've got two coaching clients that mm-hmm. are both looking at developing their own life on their own terms. So that ripple effect of you supporting me get that voice out there has then supported those people. And both of those have a ripple effect that involves other people. Mm. And that's the moment for me. That's the legacy of success, isn't it? So yeah. that that ability to collaborate and connect with like-minded people to create things that will impact other people's lives, that will then impact other people's lives, who will impact other people's lives. Like I it might sound really egotistical, but to me, we're changing future generations. And mm. for me, that's a really important thing. Oh, honestly, I've absolutely loved talking. I think I feel like we normally talk work a lot. So yeah. It's really nice to kind of see a little bit more of you um, as well. And I look forward to working with you for many, many years to come. So thank you so much for listening, no everybody. Problem. Thanks to Paul for having or joining us. I was going to say thanks for having us. Then I feel like you've interviewed me a little bit as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do that. I'm just. I'm very much in the conversation type thing. 
is. So well, you know really I'll talk for yeah. Wales. Can <laughs> <laughs> never have any issues about it being on the Charlotte show. Um, but thank you so much for joining, and I hope you've really enjoyed the series of embracing your mess um to create success that is the series but it's all been about my mess and who's helped me unmess my mess um and i will look forward to you hearing more episodes soon thanks everyone bye <laughs>